Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava. And today is Monday, May 10th, 2021, and it has been it's been a a relatively decent day for reselling. We had a couple good releases today. I talked about those yesterday, and I'll just talk about them really quickly, and then we can move on to what I want to talk about to you today. So this morning we had the Nike. SB Dunk Stingwater release. So those are pretty, pretty good looking shoe in my opinion. They really, really popped uh, basically like an all bright red and white speckled colorway with a, sh- a clear or translucent bottom on the shoe. Really, really good looking shoe. Catches your eye. It's one of the flashier shoes that Nike has released in a while and it showed with resale prices. They were pretty decent. And I wouldn't be surprised if they had jumped up. I didn't check them out after the release, but they were pretty good pre-release. They were around 400 bucks, and the shoe retailed at 120 So you're definitely making good money on those shoes. So if you cop those, congrats, because they were pretty limited. And that's kind of the, the trend with Nike releases that are collabs. They usually are fairly limited. So like I said, if you hit on those, congrats, you made some decent money. The other shoe that released today was a nike or was a jordan zion one so zion released his first shoe with jordan back in july june or july of 2020 and it was a jordan 34 zion is what it was called i think it was called like the bayou boys and so they've done a couple bayou boys collab or releases of of shoes where they've done like a colorway called the bayou boys in different shoes but that was the first one that was kind of zion's shoe and recently they finally made a Zion 1. It's one of the lower priced shoes on Nike for like basketball. It's 120 bucks, relatively cheap when it comes to like a player exclusive or a player, not a PE, but like a player silhouette, like one that's actually like a player's name and everything like that. So it is relatively cheap in that regard. And the, the retail, like I said, was 120. And it, they're relatively easy to hit. They're not they're not that difficult. They're usually pretty low, low like uh, a lot of people aren't really going for them and stuff. So it's usually an easier shoe to hit on. And I went for them. I, I usually go in bigger sizes just because I do think that they do better whenever you're trying to sell them. So I was going for that shoe today, and I ended up hitting two pairs of it. They were the only two that I could actually get entries in. It was pretty bogged down, honestly, which is kind of interesting because. It, I wouldn't have expected it to be, but I couldn't hit anything on desktop, so I, I copped on my iPad and then on my phone, and I was pretty much expecting this colorway not to be as in high demand as the first colorway, but it was in higher demand than I had, than I think a lot of people had anticipated. And so the size that I went for ended up selling out first, which I was pumped about, and I listed them up, and I've sold one pair so far. Not crazy profit. A lot of people would probably laugh at it, but for 160 bucks, so I flipped 120 to 160 bucks. When you take away everything, like because there's no fees and you just take away shipping, probably gonna pay about 10 bucks shipping. So I'll probably make like 30 bucks on those. Relatively easy flip and just very very easy money there. So I'll never pass up 30 bucks if it's just sitting out there for me to have. And because Nike releases these shoes with such easy return policies, and because the the demand for a bigger basketball shoe like a size like the bigger sizes of this shoe 
is is pretty high with the quantities being a lot lower it's usually easy to make a quick 20 30 bucks on them so i did i did that and i still have one pair left i'm gonna wait and see if those flip i've gotten a couple offers on them there's not nearly as high demand as there was before but for the first colorway but there's still some demand and i think the next colorway may have some as well or or the one and two colorways they're doing like a pinkish colorway i think it looks pretty decent so i may go for a few pairs of those as well and then just see if i can flip them if not return them and keep them moving so that was this morning but i, I other than that really haven't had a ton going on and it's just been kind of quieter i did get some good sales in yesterday because i got listing again which was nice it's it's funny how you just see sales start to spike whenever you start listing that's kind of the way ebay does it so as you list more and more they drive more traffic to your store and more items get seen and then more items sell so i listed a ton this weekend i got a bunch of sales and it was good i listed a lot of the stuff that i needed to get sold and a lot of it started to sell so i was pumped about that got a lot more capital coming back in and i can just keep things moving and ebbing and flowing so it's been good overall i did expect a decent amount of sales but i didn't expect as many as came in yesterday so i was pumped about that and just happy to keep things rolling with the the money that i'll have coming back in from the items that i got i also sourced some inventory that came back on restocked on one of the sites that i've been looking at recently so some low-key items and you just got to pay attention to some of this stuff you got to pay attention to the ebay fees i talk about it a lot but if you don't know what your ebay fees are you don't know how much you can make and i think a lot of people are really really underestimating the value of some of these easier low-key items because they don't know the fees on ebay so if you're looking at gaming consoles gaming consoles are really really popular right now you have your xbox series x your, your playstation 5 your xbox series s and and a lot of people don't realize this but gaming consoles have a 6.35 percent rate of of if you have a store and you're on managed payments you are charged a variable fee of 6.35 percent the typical rate is 12.35%. So you're basically saving half of your fees on gaming consoles. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. So they're estimating their profit wrong and not going after, I, I, in my opinion, the ones that are, are easy money. And so that's what I, just, just a quick example, but there's other things. I mean, a lot of people think that there's fees for sneakers on eBay that are athletic wear that are men's and women's over a hundred bucks. And that's not true. And a lot of people are just like, well, the fees are high. They don't know, or maybe they just never heard that sneaker fees on eBay if you sell athletic shoes that are men's or women's over a hundred bucks or zero for everything there's no final value fee for the variable there's no fixed final value fee there's nothing there's there's nothing on it at all even if the person pays tax you're not being charged a value fee on their tax either so you literally make all your money on shoes on ebay it's the easiest hack i mean that's why i made 30 bucks today on a pair of zions they're they're not really a good shoe to flip i wouldn't put them on StockX, but i would sell them on ebay it's just because it's it's very easy money with there being no fees so that is something a lot of people don't know and if you don't know the the fee costs or you don't know computer parts another one like computer consoles and parts and stuff a lot of that stuff is a very low fee compared to what your average fee on ebay is and a lot of people don't know that so they don't realize how much they're actually making or they don't realize like they don't realize how how easy it would be to make profit on certain niches and certain items because they think oh i'm getting charged a full 12 0.35% on this. They don't realize that maybe it's six or maybe it's seven. And, and there's a few fees that vary around that lower range. So just pay attention to that. Go look it up on Google. Just type in eBay fees for store on managed payments, eBay fees for store on PayPal, eBay fees for managed payments without a store and see how much you're making right now. See how much you could save just on some of the items that you're selling. If maybe you don't have a store and you transition to a store that's a uh, basic store or above how much you could be making. So just kind of pay attention to that because you could make some more money. But that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to touch on today is 
the cancellations. And I don't think a lot of people talk about this, but cancellations are a pain. I hate cancellations. I hate when people buy stuff and then they cancel on me. It's like being flaky. And so oftentimes you see this on eBay where somebody comes, they buy something, and then they email you right after. They're like, hey, I'm sorry. I need to cancel this. I'm sorry. I don't have the money. Can you, can you be paid in two months? I'm sorry. My kid logged into my eBay account and found out my password for PayPal and typed in my credit card and checked out my, this item. I It was an unauthorized purchase. Like like the, the most stupid things. I, and they don't go into all that detail about the unauthorized purchase, but that's what they're saying. They're like, my kid checked this out. Okay, okay, guy. Like your kid typed in your credit card. So you have a lot of that and you kind of get frustrated sometimes. It, it does happen where you're like, okay, well, obviously that probably didn't happen. I'm going to send the item anyways because you have the option. I mean, if they pay for it and then they say, hey, can I cancel this? You could send the item. You could just ship it and say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see your message. But one, I, I don't really think that that's good business business ethics and I wouldn't do that. But two, even though it's very tempting to do that, you probably shouldn't because it's probably going to end up in a return. I, I mean, think about it. The person could say that you either sent them a faulty item and they could get a return that way. They could leave you a negative feedback and now you're dealing with that. They could even, if you have free returns, now if you have free returns, well, then you're definitely gonna get it returned. And so it, why ship it out? The person's probably just gonna say, oh, this person has free returns, I'm gonna ship it back. And that could, some people may say, well, that's why you shouldn't have free returns. But like I said, if they wanna return it bad enough, they'll just say it doesn't work and they'll return it either way. So you really have to think now, is it worth sending this item out just to get it returned? Because the person really doesn't want it anyway. If they really want to get rid of it they'll get rid of it they'll figure out a way so why should i send it out and i think that the best kind of course of action to do for a cancellation is to just say hey you know what i'm i'm happy to work with you sorry to hear that you didn't that this didn't go well sure i'll cancel it for you and then make sure when you cancel it if the person asks you to cancel cancel it that you say buyer requested to cancel the order because if you don't you will get a ding on your ebay account and you don't want that you the the buyer requested to cancel the order is the only cancellation method that doesn't get you a ding because it's the buyers it's the buyer doing it not you so if you go and say that the item was out of stock or you say that the item is broken or something like that which there's a couple options on ebay if the if that's not the case and the buyer actually asked to have it canceled, well now you're just putting yourself in a bad position because that's not what happened, number one. Number two, it's going to ding your eBay account. So just make sure that you're filling that out. But like I said, if somebody's asking to cancel an order before you even ship it out, probably just better to cancel it and just move on because there's so many buyers out there that can be problem buyers. There's so many things that can come up, especially if you ship it out to them and then they say, they could say they never got it. They could say that it doesn't work and ship it back. They could say if you have free returns, they could just return it or they could just they could just leave you a negative feedback and say, hey, I tried to cancel this. This guy put me through all this extra hassle and and whatever. And if you don't have free returns on, you're, you may have to sit on that negative feedback. That's one of the pure... Like one of the best things about free returns is that if you offer free returns, you, you get your negative feedback removed. I think if you have a top rated seller account. So either way, if you don't have free returns on, you're going to get, you could get a negative feedback and it could limit your sales. So it's just kind of, it just kind of is counterproductive, I think, to go and just ship the item out if they ask to cancel it because you run a lot more risk than it's worth. And like I said, the person doesn't want the item anyway or they found a better deal, they're gonna figure out how to return it and get their money back. It's just, it is the way it is. It may not be ethical, but then again, not everything people do is ethical anyways. That's why you see like a whole lot of like bad things out there happen. Like just people, they do what they need to do to survive or they do what they feel like they need to do to keep going. And if that means saving 10 bucks on the item that they purchased from you, cause they can buy it somewhere else and they figured out how to find a cheaper item, they're gonna do it. And they're gonna say that yours doesn't 
didn't work or they're going to say that yours wasn't the right thing or they're going to say they never got yours and now you're going to be in a difficult predicament. So just kind of keep that in mind and like I said, it's tempting to just ship it out and say, hey, screw it. You already bought it. You, you're going to live with it. That's not how the best corporations work. If Amazon, if you can't, if you buy something on accident and try and cancel it on Amazon, it's a very, very easy transaction to just go in and say, hey, cancel this item. Or it's very, very easy to ship and return it and do it for free. So just try and model your business after these better businesses because ultimately they're built to last longer than the ones that are trying to pull a fast one on the buyer. So that being said, I'm going to go, but you guys have a great rest of your Monday and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.